talk about uh, the state of retro gaming, if that's okay with you guys. Hmm. Um, I mean, I'm curious what you mean. A little more focused, yeah. Um, like the general state of retro gaming, like how how it's dying down of, uh, uh, right now, and not a lot of people are like appreciating it. Really? I think it right, might I, be the exact opposite, actually. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I you know recently acquired a SNES and you know a 360 because I didn't have them, and because while they were older, I still wanted to do them. And with virtual consoles, I mean, the PS4 is going to soon be allowing you to play PS2 and PS1 games natively. You know what? I really hope so because I have a slew of PS2 and PS3 games I've been looking to buy. Not uh, PS3. <laughs> PS3 is still not going to be backwards compatible because the oh. PS3 basically runs on six frames at once. Every oh. other iteration of the PlayStation has not done this. It allowed oh, wow. things like The Last of Us on PS3 hardware, but otherwise it, it just it, it would take like a year or two's worth of coding to basically rebuild engines to make PS3 games work on the PS4. PS4. Four. That's why okay. Okay. most PS4 boards are actually from the 360. That, that that I can understand. Okay. Um. Well, if 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 we're hoping to get PS1 and PS2 games to work on the PS4, then that would be like really epic for one, for two. <laughs> um. Because I have a slew of PS1 and PS2 games that I have right now, currently that I cannot play right now because of uh, certain complications. Because uh, my fatty PS2 died. Oh, uh. Yeah. Sorry. My. My, my fatty PS2 is like my my fatty PS2 uh, lasted since 2003. <laughs> <laughs> that is a long time. Mm-hmm. I have a bunch of PS2 sitting in my house. So around 11 <laughs> years. So I'm looking to get like if 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 PS4 does an update where you can uh, or actually now that I'm looking now that I'm thinking about it, it looks like if it, it looks like it's only compatible with like uh, the versions of PS4 that actually has that part of the board where it's oh, backwards no, compatible. pure pure software side emulation really like emulator on your pc yeah they they talked about this a while back it's in the pipeline it's not coming out anytime soon but it apparently is on the way it is actually apparently going to be coming at some point well you can pretty much the way, run any ps2 game on your pc Plus, they're actually getting well. Well, well, well. The thing is, they're working for Metal Gear Solid Three. They actually managed to emulate the server side client, so people are actually able to do Metal Gear Online, the original, now with the (laughs) PS2 XC. Yeah. Wow, that's really cool. PS XC Two. Yeah. Yeah, but 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 the thing is, with you have to have a really good computer for that. Uh, Right now, my computer can run PS One games, but PS Two games, no, Hmm. no way. I have an i5. Maybe that's why. <laughs> I have an AMD uh, afterburner. Okay. Uh, my my, my uh, I have a I have a MSI afterburner AMD quad uh, quad core. AMD Processor. processors are, eh, in my experience, have been really iffy. Uh, from from my experience, uh, and and again, they well once they, they, it's all a matter of preference. Uh, <laughs> Uh, with AMD processors for me, uh, they lasted long, really, really long. Yeah, they are reliable, for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I would say, um, if you're only going with AMD, I'd just focus on the GPU. That's actually fared better for me right now. CPU's always been Intel. Um, see, see, the thing is, when, when, um, when I have enough money, uh, sometime, uh, I'm actually looking to get a $10,000 gaming PC from Origin. (laughs) (laughs) Ten thousand dollars, dude. Now, I'd be happy with a six hundred dollar one. No, no. Hear me out. Hear me out now. Hear me out. The, the reason why I say that is because I'm so sick and tired of my slow ass PCs. Pardon my French. You have no idea how how much you have not experienced. My PC is around six to eight years old. I can run Duo Six Human Revolution on maximum settings and have something playing in on a YouTube video in Firefox with multiple tabs open. You do not need a ten thousand dollar PC to get most out of your gaming. You just need, you know, slightly better than mine. Well, what the thing is, dollars probably. It's really not that bad. Well, well, yeah. the thing is, well, again, hear me out. I with the PC that I have right now, a CyberPower PC, mind you. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've had bad experiences with CyberPower PC. It can barely run it can barely run Arkham Origins right now. 
and it can barely run Carnival on MAME. The, a quick quick recap on CyberPower. Okay, so basically they're a PC company, and you get to pick all the parts. So yes. This, so it's basically like... Same with Origin. Yeah, kind of swap and pop, and you just kind of like go, oh, I want this part, this part, this part. However, CyberPowered PC does not bother to check whether or not those components run well together or run at all. Well, the thing is, what, 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 what happened... With me, uh, what happened with me? I actually got my CyberPower PC from Walmart. Ooh, that's worse. Yeah, <laughs> at least I had and, customers and, for it. Yeah, um, and I'm like, well, that's the last thing I'm ever buying from Walmart ever again. Um, <laughs> so, so I'm looking to actually go to Origin one day and uh, get a Millennium, uh, a Millennium PC, a desktop PC, gaming PC with uh, i7, uh, Intel i7, obviously. Uh, uh, ti- uh, Titan, uh, Nvidia Titan, because obviously I really hate AMD. Uh, uh, when it comes to video cards, because hear me out. When I had an AMD video card, it uh, it literally fried within the next day. And Interesting like, you say that because I'm uh, everyone I've ever bought. I've, I've heard a lot of people say what you said. Everyone I bought has lasted. The one I'm using right now, I've owned for years. Never had a single issue or hiccup. I don't get well, it. I don't know. I don't know. So I so I so get I had to replace it with a PNY uh Nvidia uh, uh Nvidia uh card for, 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 for a short time. And then I got this CyberPower PC and it was it's running fine for now. It can run Gmod, TF two, Half Life Two. Uh it could pretty much run like games from up to two thousand ten in max settings, no problem. Uh, the current games right now, it's it, it's having trouble running on it, at least on medium. So, you know what? I would have been in the same boat of not being a Radeon person because the Radeon I had in my CyberPower PC was part of the problem. Uh-huh. <laughs> but in my computer right now, I've had like a Radeon HD seven nine fifty, and it's been running everything fine. It's it hasn't been a really big problem with just about anything that I've thrown at it. But then um, again, I mostly play like strange Japanese games like Dark Souls, so maybe that's <laughs> oh my why. God. Dark Souls you 2 know what, you is know what? the most recent. Spe- spe- speaking of Dark Souls, has anyone ever heard of a controller that could take your blood when you lose a life or you die? <laughs> I knew that idea was a bad idea the second I saw it cough up on Kickstarter. I'm like I'm like I'm, I was I was looking at the Kickstarter page and I'm like I'm just I just put I just put my head I just put my hand on my chin thinking hmm what if they were playing Dark Souls? <laughs> <laughs> All I can think about is liability issues. <laughs> exactly. Oh gosh, they're not gonna have a good day. No. Well, well, that's not going off the ground anytime soon. No, absolutely not. Um, Alienware, I will never get. Never, never, ever, never, never. I will never get Alienware, and the reason why is because of um, uh, it, it. It's got the cost of a Mac, and I, I'm not really big on Mac as enough as it is. Well, that Alpha thing is isn't half bad actually. The Alpha? It's kind of like a home theater PC, except it's supposed to be like a Steam box. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's it is. Yeah, I saw Walmart display uh, have a display case for one of those, like six hundred dollars for one, and I'm like, dude, you're on crack. Well, it has one of them has an i7 in it, I think. The nine ninety nine dollars Which would one. cost almost that much on its own. Yeah, so it's actually a really good deal. I just don't know if it's good or not. No, if, yeah. Even if you need spare parts, though, it's. <laughs> yeah, well, it's probably like laptop parts. Yeah. You know the thing. You know what the thing is. Here's 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 my dream of a super gaming computer. Okay, bear with me. Okay. I am a grizzly. 5 terabytes hard drive. Okay. 64 gigabytes RAM. Okay? That's is, stand- is there software that supports that much memory? I'm sure that there is. Uh it's called it, it's called uh uh Windows 7 Ultimate. <clears throat> uh uh, 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 Titan, two Titans, two NVIDIA Titans, i7, Intel i7, okay, quad core, quad core. So your plan is to make sure that your PC can run Assassin's Creed Unity without a hiccup, 
<laughs> and be able to load a level of crisis. Yeah. I have a feeling you don't need that much power ever. Well, I, I, if, I, if I ever need that much power to review a game, I'm just not reviewing it. That's <laughs> insane, man. Well, here, okay, here's the thing. The thing is, I get so tired of having to waste money on a new PC every single year. And my plan is to get an ultimate gaming computer that can last throughout... 500 – no, I'm just exaggerating obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Through five years, at least five years before changing it. But you don't – so long as you can take low settings, which in something like you're saying on Arkham Origins you can't get it running at medium. I have the same issue. The second you take it down to low, it actually runs a lot better. A lot of it has to do with just how poorly even, optimized okay. it was. Elijah, um, even, on, even on lowest settings, even on the lowest settings, Arkham Origins still lags. Okay, then I don't know what to tell you. It's poorly optimized. I mean, that happens with big budget releases. They don't have and, enough time and, to really refine it for a and, PC and, release. And 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 it's also the thing with um, uh, Wolfenstein: The New Order. Even though, yes, I beat it, uh, but the thing is, there was so much delay within cutscenes, and I'm like, ah, yeah, aren't those pre-rendered? Yep. Yeah, they are. Huh? But I but, actually have a similar issue with um, Watch Dogs. It, it, it constantly lags up on the cutscenes for some oh, reason. Oh, that, that Watch Dogs is not well done for PC. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, absolutely just... not. No, absolutely not. After watching reviews on that, I'm just like, nope, 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 nope. Yeah, not, see, this is why it. I'm like, AAA games, consoles. That just, I'm done with dealing with all these issues. <laughs> I mean, Skyrim, I love playing Skyrim on PC. I love playing Oblivion on PC. Elder Scrolls Online, I'm probably going to stick to PS4. It's just like so many hassles because you know they're, they've been making these year after year after year and they're just yeah. pumping them out and they're based on specific hardware. And then when they put them the PC, it's just like, oh, whatever. <laughs> Modding community will fix it, I guess. That is the Bethesda design sheet. I imagine that right there at the bottom is if it's not done before we're done, yeah, we'll just the modding community else. will fix it. <laughs> the, the, thing is, fix it. the thing is, you know what Bethesda, you know what Bethesda doesn't even care for is that cheating mods okay they allow cheating mods so that it could like immediately get all your achievements in in within the snap of a finger and 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 bethesda does not mind that i don't know why because it's really not that big a deal in the grand scheme of things it's the same thing with 262 and revolution people found out that you can actually unlock lock the debug console in fact it's apparently even you know an earlier version debug console because it still has stuff for like the Gamescom demo that it'll actually say, do you want to play that? You can't actually play it, but it's there. Mm. Pretty much it's because unless you're very particular about achievements, there's not a ton there. In fact, very few people go to those sorts of games for the achievements. Human sure. Revolution a bit more because it's harder in certain respects, especially, especially some of the difficulties like Ghost. God help you if you worked all the way to get through the game to get to Ghost, and then you find out, oh yeah, that guy just unlocked it because he used the debug cons to load the last level, and boom, he's done. <laughs> but that's... I'm not nearly as worried about that sort of thing as I would be if, like, if someone was using cheats to, say, unlock multiplayer progress ahead of me when they have no other reason. If you're gonna... I mean, if the developer's just being... Uh, and once again, you're going to pardon my French. If the developer's being a dick like Activision and letting people <laughs> earn progress in the beta... Then yeah, that's that. At least there, they you know earned it still. You but know what? I just flat out cheating. Nothing. In, you know what? I I have I have a, I have, a, I have a, something to say. You said Activision, right? Modern Warfare Three. That's all I have to say. <laughs> How bad was it? Oh my god! Uh, you know what? When I played Modern Warfare Three on 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 uh, 360 before I got perma banned for no freaking reason, apparently. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um. When, when I played Modern Warfare 3 uh, and uh, I was talking to this uh, new player who's never played a Call of Duty game uh, ever, uh, he, so he's like me, uh, a new player. Uh, he, f- he saw this server uh, that could help him uh, cheat and get to automatic prestige one and I'm like, dude, what, what, what are you doing? Like that, that's that, – that take, that take, yeah, like why? Like that takes away the fun. And he's like, I don't care. I want, I want, I want to be the best in the world. And I'm like, dude, if you want to be the best in the world at Call of Duty, you're going to have to play like the rest of us. 
kind of makes me think back to what Matt Lees has been saying is his Destiny stuff. I don't know if you guys have been reading, but he basically tried to... I don't get what he was actually really trying to get at, but he was talking about the game's competitive multiplayer and about its simplicity and about how that was better, but it was like... And he was saying, and basically going on about like, well, if you're a good competitive player and you're wondering why there's all these l- things that you're usually used to not being there, well, it's to make it easier for us, but I'm like, but... But a lot of those things that we like are actually really good, and they add long-term appeal. You're basically saying that it's better for having less content. Mm, are we talking true. about unlock systems specifically? Yeah, not just unlock systems. Destiny's multiplayer in general of Crucible. I don't <laughs> know if you've gotten a chance to play, but it's as someone who's played a lot, I've, like I said, a lot of competitive multiplayer. It just there is not I've a lot there. To, I've only managed to play single player. <laughs> so I, I I I wouldn't know. So, um, but I love Destiny to bits. Uh, uh, I won't as, as a game. Man, we've talked about Destiny so much on this podcast. All right, well, since this is a pause, I guess I'm going to introduce both of you. This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Yeah. Hi! (laughs) Welcome to the (laughs) Theology Gaming Podcast. I'm Zachary Oliver, the owner and proprietor of the Theology Gaming Blog. And with me today are two special guests who have never, ever been on this podcast before. Straight intrigue. Yeah, too bad they've been talking for about 20 minutes already. But... But we're gonna introduce him anyway. First guess is Hello people yourselves. of the world. Hello people of the world, how are you all today? This is CJ All Day1130. Most people know me as that one YouTube guy. <laughs> uh, but a lot of people know me as also the retro king. Some people say that. Some people. Some people. Yeah, we hear you Star Lord. <laughs> and you are I am Elijah Beam, co-editor-in-chief of r Games, otherwise known as that guy who really hates Uncharted and we want to burn him at the stake. Well, you do? <laughs> you do? Oh, you have... <laughs> huh. oh, we will be on. sitting here for 30 minutes if we were talking about all the different things that I have issue with Uncharted. I've only played the first one. <laughs> oh, well, let me put it this way. Don't play any other ones. You've played them. Well, I played Uncharted on hard, and I thought that it wasn't designed for people playing it on hard. <laughs> I, I, there's, I, I mean it. Do you want to be talking about it on charge? Because if you have to get me started, I will not be able to shut up for the next thirty minutes. How does it annoy you so much? Yeah. It's an anti-game. It's not about player and any type of player agency. It's against pretty much the very fundamental of building a game around gameplay. It's building around set piece moments. They've even said it. Oh, you must so, be talking about the book. You open the book and no, the solutions there. No, I'm not just talking about that. Although that is a thing. I'm talking about the fact that <laughs> they. When they were talking about Uncharted 3 before its release, they were complimenting on how they had actually worked to focus test what color to make the climbable elements so as less people would ever deviate from the intended path. There is almost no route other than the one they've planned. Every single moment in that game is so tailor-made to be specifically what they are that you're not really playing it. It, you, you're actually more likely actually actively playing a David Cage game than you are playing Uncharted 3. And the thing is, I know it can be done without that. They've shown that in their co-op mode that they can make levels in Uncharted that allow for some variety, that have some enemy variations, that allow for some unique gameplay opportunities, but they never utilize them in the core campaign. It's always you run in that specific direction, you just keep on jumping, get all on the white and yellow things, and never deviate. Set-piece moments are like when you're fighting the Scarab in Halo 2. They are something that is supposed to spice the game up for a little bit and emphasize all the gameplay attributes. If you build a game around the thing that's supposed to emphasize the gameplay, then all you're going to get is emphasis on the set-piece and nothing else. There's no depth. There's just flash. That's my issue with it. It's not actually really a game, in my opinion. It's more or less this quasi-narrative experience that is incredibly derivative of other games and just there's there's nothing about it that specifically stands out to me as unique or interesting and that's gotten me into a lot of fights online and I'm sure at least one person in your comments is going to be calling me utterly insane now I'm sorry for that <laughs> I enjoyed but, it, I, I didn't I, think it was the best thing ever but 
uh, I've never played Uncharted, so I wouldn't even jump on that bandwagon. So <laughs> that's good. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna calm you down now. Yeah, it's it's it just like I said. I will, I'm not gonna say any more, but don't don't, <laughs> don't ever bring it up ever again. Is what you're <laughs> got it. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so now we know Elijah hates Uncharted. That's <laughs> all anyone will ever remember. <laughs> so, uh, uh, any other thoughts about anything at all in the universe? <laughs> um, hats. Did you just say hacks? Hats. No. Oh, hats. 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 Oh, we're we talking about TF2 now. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about microtransactions. That's what we're talking about. Oh. Oh, did you actually? Did you actually hear? The Last of Us is now. Um, I'm not trying to harp on Naughty Dog, guys. Seriously, I actually gave The Last of Us a positive score when I reviewed it. But <laughs> it's offering 99 cents for new animations in the remastered edition that apparently couldn't have been done in on in on the PS3. They are charging people money for this. Now I understand there was a certain amount of mocap that needed to be done and stuff like that, but. You're charging people, in addition to already having charged tons for cosmetics that nobody ever commented on, apparently they are now willing to even charge for new animations. Just do mm. things when you win, you can do the, you know, huh, like, you know, a fist pump. Now you can have a new fist pump. Maybe it's a golden fist pump. I don't know. <laughs> but they're willing to charge you 99 cents for it. Yeah, well, with, uh, with, um, with uh, 2K15, uh, 2K15, um, uh, WWE 2K15, obviously. I'm not talking about NBA 2K15. I'm talking about WWE 2K15. With the mocap that they did for uh, PS4 and Xbox One, uh, uh, it's 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 really um, it's really like you're watching Monday Night Raw or Friday Night SmackDown or NXT on the WWE Network. It's really that good. And um, and 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 the thing with 2K is that they actually try hard to make the game like oh, yeah. an actual WWE event. And I give my hats off to them, uh, for, for, to 2K for that, for that, for that wonderful display of yeah. beautiful, uh, fluid animation for 2K15. And I, I, uh, I know that the game awards are p- past us right now, but I would have got, I would have given it as a candidate for a uh, game of the year in sports. So you like the SmackDown Ukes games kind of thing? Um. The the only SmackDown Ukes game I've ever played was uh, Shut Your Mouth. That was it. I've never played any other uh, Uke uh, SmackDown game. Uh, I have played the original SmackDown vs. Raw on the PS2. I've played 06, 07, 12, uh, 13, and 2K15. That's it. I think the problem with SmackDown for me is that everything just feels so stilted. All these Ukes games, I mean, WWE, whatever's... I mean, I like professional wrestling to some degree, but I don't feel like the games actually capture the excitement of playing a match. It ends up being like a counterfest. Yeah, with 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 um, 2K15, they actually... Tr- uh, uh, Cole and uh, King, uh, uh, Jerry Lawler actually try to make the uh the commentary um uh like they would in uh in 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 regular wwe events like raw smackdown or in the pay-per-views like hell on a cell or wrestlemania or the royal rumble they actually try to they with 2k15 they actually try to make it as as close to the real pay-per-view or show as possible and 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 with with the my career mode as uh with the my career mode that they do uh it's it's really really fun to do because uh, you get to build up your wrestler uh or your quote unquote superstar uh because they don't want to say wrestler because you're in the profession you're, you're you're in the you're in the sports entertainment business not the wrestling business oh, but, oh, but, oh. you know <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh anyways. You you build up your wrestler as you move forward for for through your career. Uh, currently, um, I'm a raw superstar right now in the in the in the in the my career mode, and uh, we're like five weeks from WrestleMania in the and I'm like five weeks from WrestleMania and and uh, there's a moment where uh, uh, the Undertaker is getting ready to do a contract signing with me. 
Uh, and it's specifically your character. Why not any other character that's that's chosen for, for my career mode? Like, it's specifically your character that chooses to go after the Undertaker streak, uh, even though it's 21 and 1 already. But let's just pretend it didn't happen. Let's just pretend it didn't happen. <clears throat> yeah, let's pretend it's not scripted. But no, well, the thing is, well, actually, well, the thing is, Mark wanted Brock Lesnar to win. That's the thing. Uh, that's that's the thing. Mark wanted Brock Lesnar to win. Anyways. Um, <laughs> Professional wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is completely off topic. <laughs> uh, I apologize for getting us off topic. Um, that's fine. Come on. CM Pump Pike Bombs. Whatever. Oh, yes, the Colt Cabana podcast, the art of wrestling. They okay, broke well, the is, internet. This is not a, this is not theology gaming. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I did listen to it, though, just because I wanted to know. I wanted uh, to know. Yeah, okay. Uh, anyways, moving on. Um. Well, are either of you gents fans of Assassin's Creed? I'm curious. Uh, I've I, only played Revelation. You've only played Revelation. That's it. I played up to three. Interesting choice. I played five in a row, and I'm good forever. <laughs> it's kind of like Banjo-Kazooie, except you are an assassin instead. But a minute, a minute, I've minute, never minute, heard that comparison before, and I'm <laughs> much more curious about Banjo-Kazooie. <laughs> well, both of them are collectathons, you know. Collect this, really? collect that. Well, get you a know, feather. You really play it like that, though. Weapons. Well, a lot of people do. I did on Assassin's Creed 2, admittedly. And then after that, it was just like, wow, I have to collect a lot more things to get more upgrades, to collect more things, to get more upgrades, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So where does it all end? (laughs) It seems like a lot of busy time wasting. That's what happened to me in Assassin's Creed. And then the third game was glitchy and buggy enough that I just threw my hands up and said, Yeah, I got that one post-launch. It was a lot better after they finally patched a lot of the issues. And it's like, wow, this actually kind of feels like you know, a game I can get behind. I like the one mission where it told me to tackle some guy, and then it never, ever taught me how to tackle anyone in the game before then. That was okay. I can imagine. (laughs) And how it kept running up walls, because they didn't separate the run and the jog buttons, so you end up running up fences and you know that, oh that's not that's not a glitch that's actually a design decision that's still in everything else that design oh. decision is not a good one <laughs> well that's not the only one that was the <laughs> decision let's all hate on assassin's creed now <laughs> oh i wasn't meaning to hate i was curious if either of you had been playing rogue or unity no i know i've i've heard so many bad things on unity and i just i just don't want to bother with it well, I don't have any next-gen console, and as I previously noted, I've kind of lost my interest in Assassin's Creed, so no. <laughs> well, technically, you don't actually need a next-gen console for, um, bro. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but just more collecting of things. Oh, I get that. I fully get that. I just, it was, you know, it was more like, you know... <clears throat> I- I'm actually... Like, I'm playing Strider right now, and I'm oh. really enjoying that, but... Oh, I want to play that one. I played that one on the PS4 kiosk at GameStop, and it was like, this is really good. I you like know what? You, you know what? With with Strider for the PS4, it plays so well that it's it's near perfect to the arcade version. It feels like the arcade version. It feels like the original arcade game, which is weird to me. And And, I, I, and, and you know what? I have the ROM file for the arcade version. In the ROMs! Arcade- oh, ROMs! Goodness. Get some original hardware, Cody. Well, excuse me. I don't have $1,000 to buy a Strider machine. Well, you- I only have got 10000 planned for an Origin system. Well, wait. Do you have, like, a PlayStation 3? Uh, no, I have a PS4. So here's a fun secret for those of you who don't know. Strider 2 is on PSN. You could buy uh-huh. it for five ninety nine. It's pretty much an arcade perfect port. But here's the one thing that most people don't know is that originally Strider Two came with a disc that contains an arcade perfect port of Strider One. Now, if you go into your disc settings and you actually change the disc, like it'll say disc one, disc two, which you have to do for like PSN games that are multiple discs, it'll actually let you play the original Strider. Very nice. Really? Yeah. So it's very intriguing. And I mean, five ninety nine, right? You get all you the know what? Games. You know what? 
I'm, 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 you know what? I'm thinking I'm, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy it after this podcast now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was super confused and I'm like, what? Really? Really? Mm. And I, they, Strider 2 is super expensive to find anywhere. So yeah. Yeah. You know what? Thanks for sharing that secret. Cause I'm now going to play some Strider more after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Super enjoyable. What's all oh, yeah, about Strider? I don't know why I was Strider's on my mind for some reason. <laughs> And, and and this this goes into the um, this goes into um, personal preference with me and retro gaming. When I play arcades, uh, the one arcade game that I would always play, uh, along with uh, Galaga or or Area Fifty One or Carnival, would always be Strider. Whenever I would go to stop and play at my place at at, 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 at Florida, I would always go to play Strider. Strider is like no doubt my favorite. Uh, platformer of all time when it comes to arcade games and uh, the the agility that that your character does the the moves that he does the the uh, so much stuff that just makes your mind explode as a kid. <laughs> Quick question: you've, This is the second time you think you've mentioned it. What is Carnival? I've Car- never heard of it oh, before. Oh, that's an arcade shooter. I'm pretty sure. It, yes, yeah, it's a gun, rail like shoot. A- yeah, it's a, it's a light gun rail shooter game, like House of the Dead or Area 51. Made by uh, Midway, I think. Yes, it's by Midway, and uh, they actually used uh, pre-rendered movies uh, uh, in 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 the main game, so that when you move, uh, uh, it's it's actually the movie loading. Um, and they use still images for backgrounds and stuff. And 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 uh, oh, nice. And apparently, in the game's manual, the game takes place on Halloween. But here's the catch: one of the levels is called Rickety Town, and in Rickety Town, there's a Christmas ride. How does that fit in? Jack Skellington. And, and, and no, 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 and and Jack Skellington. And the boss you face, spoiler alert, Elijah, Elijah, spoiler alert, the boss you face in Rickety Town is Krampus, a reindeer boss. (laughs) What? Carnival, it's fun. Interesting. Yeah, actually, it was the most successful Midway light gun game they ever made. But the thing is, it never received any kind of home port or re-release. No, no, neither a sequel or a movie or a TV show, it would have been so great to have a sequel or or home port, and it's considered abandonware now, which sucks. Mm. It's very strange. Well, if anybody wants to check out Carnival, it's weird. Oh, it's, it's so weird. fun! It's so <laughs> fun, though. It's so fun. It's a quarter muncher, though. It's a quarter muncher. I'll tell you that much. I wait. I I actually did a walkthrough of me playing uh, Carnival, and. I had to go through two dollars of quarters just to beat just to beat Ludwig von Token Taker. Huh. And by the way, the deaths in the games when you beat the bosses, some of them are really, really, really gruesome. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. I'll tell you that much. Well, it's that- midway in circa nineteen ninety eight, <laughs> so you're kind of gonna expect that stuff. <laughs> Just Indeed. over and over again. It's just like, oh, you know, rip head off spine, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that reminds Mortal me, though. Mortal Kombat! You say about um it not receiving a sequel. I recently heard about a certain other arcade classic actually is getting a sequel. House of the Dead actually got another sequel. It's just... Yeah. It came out oh, I'm not talking about House of the Dead. I'm not talking about House of the Dead. This is one that... um I'm not even sure if as many people know. It's clearly from a popular IP. You'll recognize it the second I describe it. And I'm imagining that you, Cody, have probably played it at some point. Star Wars is getting a new arcade game. Really? It's going to be a flight simulator. It got shown off at New York. You can actually look it up. Kotaku did cover it. Seriously. Seriously. It it got announced. There was an early reception at Dave & Buster's where you could try it out. It's kind of like a quasi X-Wing Alliance Rogue Squadron and the old school full trilogy one. It's all space and so vehicles from what I understand, but it's still going to be a new arcade one after the trilogy one. So 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 it's going to be based off like the trilogy arcade game uh, that Sega made and not like the Atari vector games that uh, they they that it's they were gonna be okay. happy stuff with the Sega one. 
Okay. It's going to um, be similar to that, but it's going to be very updated, and I think you can even actually have a lot more independence in movement, apparently. You can actually fly around a lot more different places. Wow. Elijah, Elijah, you know what? I just noticed, now that you mentioned Star Wars, I was wearing a Star Wars shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect coincidence. <laughs> I would say so myself. I'm surprised to see any new arcade games in America. Like, yeah, at all. You know what? Oh, there's a really you know new Batman one too. Seriously, what? Uh, Game what Informer covered it. It's a Batmobile one, and it's I... got like graphics to the tier of Arkham. Really? It, yeah, seriously. You can look this one up too. Game Informer covered it. It's a new one. It's going to be rolling out, and you fight all the villains. Basically, imagine the Die Hard trilogy. Remember for Die Hard yeah. three? Yeah. Basically, it's going to be like that. It's going to be this full open world driving game. Oh, oh, okay. Here, here we go. Um, you know what that reminds me of, Elijah? That reminds me of Batman Returns on the Sega CD. <laughs> that that's that's exactly what it reminds me of. Because uh, I actually owned a Sega CD, but I've never played uh, Batman Returns. However, I've seen people play Batman Returns. It's nothing but driving stages. Nothing but driving stages. <laughs> that's like one of the worst versions. Yeah. <laughs> Driving. Uh, anyways, um, so so yeah. Now that you mentioned it, arcades are slowly coming back to life. Slowly, keyword slowly. They were still yeah. alive in Hong Kong and in Japan. Oh, in Japan, There's, they're doing. Oh, Japan, they have their own version of Left for Dead, their own version of Half Life yeah. Deathmatch. Yeah, yeah, they do. And and you know what? I would love to go to Akihabara, which is the electronics district of Tokyo, Japan. And I would love to go to their uh, to the Sega arcade there. I would love to go to uh, Sweet Potato, which is their uh, retro gaming store. And I would love to just 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 spend yen uh, on on playing arcade games there and and buying some uh, Super Famicom stuff. Yeah, I'd like to play some of those crazy Gundam <laughs> games they've got over there. The oh my god! Versus full burst. Yeah. Stuff. Yes. Oh my goodness! After hearing uh, after hearing about that, I was like, I want to go to Japan. <laughs> I mean, you can import it for your PS3, but it's like seventy dollars. Uh, no, I would. I, w- I wouldn't. I wouldn't. It's probably just not the same. No. Borderlands the pre sequel. How does everyone think about it? Uh, I got a copy with the 360. I bought. I'm planning on reselling it. That's my thoughts. Really? I found... I I beat Borderlands 1. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I apparently liked the worst part about it, which was Mad Moxie's Underdome. (laughs) Because, you know, it was like, okay, well, at least, you know, I feel like I have some kind of big objective here. Um, I love Tales from the Borderlands. I got to play episode 1 for... and that one was fun, but... I've actually not popped in the pre-sequel. I'm planning on doing it to make sure that it works. That's about it. I'm I've, guessing that you're a fan. I've played every single Borderlands game. Yep. <laughs> and let me tell Borderlands 1 on the Xbox 360, beat it. Bought it for the PC, beat it. Borderlands 2 for the Xbox 360, beat it. Borderlands 2 for the PC, beat it. Got it for the P- got the pre-sequel for the PS4, beat it. Wait, <laughs> just- PS4? Yeah, they released it for the next gen consoles. I did not know this. This is one of the things I actually did not know about. I never heard about that. <laughs> huh. uh, and, and you know what? With, because it has uh, the similar engines as the Borderlands Two engines, it actually has the similar Borderlands Two engines. I really don't see the difference uh, between Borderlands Two and Borderlands a pre-sequel. The only the only difference is moon jumping, Halo jumping. <laughs> um. Uh, anyways. Um, but the game just runs like Borderlands 2 pretty much and uh, I enjoy it and I have a ton of fun with it and I still play it to this day. And I'm actually looking forward to buying it on the PC on Steam. So, yeah. Mm. So Borderlands. <laughs> it's it's a first-person RP. It's it's obviously a first-person role-playing shooter ah, or an FPS. I don't know about role-playing shooters. It just I want more of them. Yeah, so do I. Do and you know what? Game. The recent the recent the recent FPS, the recent role-playing shooter is 
and I know a lot of people have been talking, and I know this podcast has, has been talking about it for oh, years. No. For, for, oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Let's, let, let's 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 just say okay, okay. I'm just gonna say this: PlayStation Halo. That's it. What? What is that happening? No. You know uh, what it means. Oh, Destiny. No, yeah. he said he said he did. That's like dodging it. I hate that game. What? Everyone keeps freaking talking about it all the time. I, I actually, I actually like it, but it's it's it it it's got the Halo concept, but again, it's got the role playing shooter mechanics where you can level up your character, which is actually really good. Um, I don't get this leveling up with shooting thing. I understand why why companies are making them that way, right? Because it's like an accessible way to make it so that people can play in first person shooters without feeling bad that they don't have any twitch reflex skills, etc. Yeah. etc. But like, I don't understand when I shoot something in the head, it should die. It shouldn't have like two yeah. nine sixty seven appear above it, you know. Well, Disney <laughs> tried to work around that. It was better than Borderlands in that respect, and yeah. well, Borderlands yeah. Two tried to make some strides. Destiny is better about that, but I agree that there's a lot of time spent still trying to do the things that are aggravating about that. I'll agree yeah. to that as it's well. It's like a feedback loop, right? And you're and it you're breaks the up. crucible. Yeah. It breaks the crucible because oh, I'm yeah. loving Halo Reach multiplayer. I mean, seriously, if you guys ever wanted to play something multiplayer with me, you don't even have to ask me about Halo. I just, I, I just absolutely love doing the multiplayer and Crucible playing it. It's like, you know, I'm reminded of Halo, but I keep getting also reminded, you know, Halo was more fun than this, and I could just play that instead. Yeah, you could. Like, if you like the feel of Halo, why not play Halo? Halo, yeah. <laughs> um, Speaking hello, of Halo, hello, hello. Speaking of Halo, uh, anyone remember Combat Evolved for the PC, in which I still own to this day? Huh. Same here, buddy. Yeah, it's uh, a good I, game. Yeah, it is. It, but the thing is, it, you know what? Uh, with Windows Seven, uh, with with Windows Seven, I mean, it, it you know sometimes it crashes on me, and I'm like, well, that sucks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but 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 then again, I get it to work after doing a little tweaking here and there. But uh, it's 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 a fun fun uh, game to play. And uh, with with the multiplayer, I have to port forward, obviously, which kind of sucks. <clears throat> oh, the multiplayer well, um, is still going. Oh, dude, dude, you do not understand just simply how active Halo PC is. I was about to ask if he, you know, part of what he was getting at was um, there's a modding community that has a convention online. They live stream it. They have weekly play sessions. There are brand new campaigns made by players. There's one I recently actually got to play, Project Lumoria. There's brand new boss fights and story content and everything. There's a guy remaking the first level of Halo 3 on PC, and he's actually got it mostly working already. <laughs> Firefight oh has been brought to PC. Speaking also as a Halo PC fan, we are bleeping tired of waiting. <laughs> so tired of waiting. You're, you're never going to get it. <laughs> we are going to end up making it ourselves because uh, here's the thing. Bungie's content is backwards compatible. A lot of it is. A lot of the tags and everything, it goes right back. There are assets from Halo 3 Beta and Halo 3 ODST that have been brought over wholeheartedly to Halo PC. Hmm, Bungie sure. made it backwards compatible. That's weird. Huh. That is, and, actually. And basically the engine is forwards compatible. It's insane. I think Killer Instinct on Xbox One is going to make it to PC before Halo 3 ever does. Oh, Sunset Overdrive has already been announced. Uh, well, not officially, but Amazon France already basically let loose that it's going to be a sort game on PC. Well, Dead Rising 3 is already on the PC, so why not have a cartoony version of Dead Rising on the PC? So why not? <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. That's but why you know buying what? an Xbox One is like... Eh. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm like... I was thinking, like, of getting an Xbox One during the Christmas season uh, because it was on sale and, you know, because I just wanted to – just just for the heck of it. But, you know, after seeing a lot of the stuff there, after seeing a lot of the uh, stuff that's being ported onto PC or a PS4, and I'm just like, you know what? Maybe I'm reconsidering. Maybe I can keep my PS4 on. I have and, no next-gen system yet, so I'm still in limbo. Okay, okay. Uh, I just want to say this. Okay. Beware the spiders, man. If you're in limbo, beware the spiders. Oh, my God. <laughs> the freaking spiders. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, oh, uh, Zach, if you're going to get uh, – if you're going to get 
uh, uh, a next gen console, I would recommend first get a Wii U. Smash. Oh, I already have one. I guess that counts, right? Yes, it does. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, I have that. Okay. So so, uh, you have Smash, huh? Yeah, I played my thirty hours of Bayonetta two also and Bayonetta two. I still I'm still wait I'm still I'm still trying to get that copy, but it's still sold out. Really? Yeah, it's still sold out in my Walmart and I'm like crap huh. mm. Amazon is your friend. It comes with the original too, which is I know yeah. and I want and and, and, and and the thing is, after playing Bayonetta one on the Wii, it's just like I really hope they make a sequel, and 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 at E three, my dreams came true. They're making a sequel, and I'm like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just impressed you managed to get Bayonetta to work on a Wii. That must have taken a lot of work, man. Yeah, I don't know how you did it. They actually released a copy <laughs> on the Wii, I believe. They managed. No, they- no, 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 no. They, it's there's PS three and there's an Xbox three hundred and sixty version. No, there's a Wii version, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Let me. There's the Wii check. U version. There I think you can a, actually download the Wii U version. Yeah, and it comes with Bayonetta 2 if you buy the disc copy, which I have in my house. <laughs> the Wii U version is actually really good, but it's not quite as good as the 360 version. That's just personal opinion, though. I, I played them way too extensively. This, <laughs> I think mm. I spent like a, at least 100 hours on the first game. <laughs> It's 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 basically uh, a female version of God of War, uh, Bayonetta. It's what it's uh, that's that's my analogy. You know what? That's my. Uh, analogy. I, I, I give it a lot more credit than that. There's a lot more depth to it. It's a lot more. A lot of people say it's a lot like Devil May Cry, and I'd say yeah. Yeah, same director. So. Yeah. Really, same director, huh? Yeah. Well, he ended up leaving Capcom eventually, and he was like, oh. "I'm gonna make the best action combat game I can." You know what? Um, I want to say this. Uh, make another Mega Man Legends game. Dang it. That's never happened. <laughs> I'm sorry, but they have to. They haven't made any Mega Man games since uh, KG Itafune left. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it makes me sad. But, oh, Mighty, Mighty Number no. 9 will fill in the gap. No, oh, uh, Mega Man 9. Um, it's hard. That's hard. That game is hard. Um, <clears throat> He's played the game that's not released yet. My gosh, man. I, you know... <laughs> You're, you you are you are blowing me away here. Have no, you? we wear we wear. Bayonetta was released on Wii. <laughs> Mighty Number no. Nine is out now. No, Mega. I said I'm Mega so Man. My goodness, I said man. Mega I, Man. Have, to tell me, have you played Zach Star Wars Battlefront yet? Zach, <laughs> Zach, Zach, Zach Elijah. I said Mega Man Nine. I didn't say. Yeah, Mighty I know. Nine. We were saying Mighty Number no. Nine. <laughs> I said. I said. I said Mega Man Nine. I didn't say Mighty Number no. Nine. I said Mega Man Nine. Mega. It's, yeah, it's Mega Man Mega, Nine. Not the it's, Mighty. Mega Man Nine. It's a. It's a passable Mega Man game. Move on. <laughs> Stop assuming things. <sighs> we are presuming things. <laughs> uh, anyways. Uh, Anyways, uh, speaking uh, – oh, uh, uh, Elijah, you were mentioning Kotaku and uh, Game Informer. Um, uh, Game Informer sometimes has kind of those news articles that are just flat-out lies and rumors, and I'm just like, okay, that's just stupid. Yeah, well, GameStop pays them, so yeah. – uh, That plus – actually, they have a, a surprising habit. As someone who – literally, I started writing by blogging on there and – some of their news posts come like three to four days late, and I don't even know how you do that. When I, I there was my first site I was working for, if it was more than a day old, we didn't pick it up. Yeah, and we're desperate for views. This is a site that you know is one of the most popular magazines in the world, and they're just being seeming almost lazy about it. Yeah, Game Inform. The thing with Game Informer is, um, they they're just some some of them are just flat out lies and rumors. This is this is the plug, okay. Truths in All Gaming is a website that I created uh, out of um, as a uh, as part of a project for uh, my business economics in the manager class at Trinity College of Florida. If you go to truthsinallgaming.webs.com and you can visit the blog, and every Friday afternoon I will make a new post concerning about the news of this week, whether it be critical or common. Uh, so please take a visit, truthsinallgaming.webs.com. I will reveal to you the tag, T-A-G, truths in all gaming. I have found it. 
Yeah, it, it, uh, uh, the the logo I made myself. Obviously, I made it through Paint.net. Uh, I made it, it, it's, it's, it's a simple, uh, paint program. Uh, and, yeah, it's uh, very powerful. It's a very good well, choice, man. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Uh, and, uh, if you if you read the recent news, uh, it's, uh, uh, right now, uh, it's my Super Smash Brothers review, obviously. Uh, uh, right now I'm going into my website right now. Uh, the people on the, on, on my version can see the screen right now. Uh, Obviously, I have the 3DS Wii U uh, Super Smash Brothers review. The emergency post: Has anyone ever heard of Ralph Bear? Uh, has Has anyone ever heard of Ralph Bear's death? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, this is actually a sad day for uh, a lot of gamers, and uh, because Ralph Bear is literally known as the father of gaming, because he created uh, the first ever home video game console, the Magnavox Odyssey. And um, and uh, a lot and 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 he's received a lot of rewards uh, uh, for for just doing that uh, technological advancement and um, and 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 Ralph will be saw and Ralph will be missed and uh, prayers go out to the Bear family uh, for for their loss and uh, he's 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 literally he's he's he's. He, if there is a game hall of fame, if there is ever a video game hall of fame, he should be the first inductee. I'm sorry, but he should be the he first. He is in video game Valhalla. Explain that. Valhalla, it's the hall of heroes in Norse mythology. It's where they go, the most valiant heroes go after they die. So I'm saying, if there was a video game Valhalla, Bear would be the first guy lining up for the wine. Mm. Anyway, is it yeah. Bushnell yeah. or him that suited a lot of people? That, I think that may have been Bushnell. I think it is. That may have been Bushnell, but uh, but but the thing is, Magnavox sued Atari for infringement on the Magnavox Odyssey's uh, 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 design because of uh, Pong. When Pong was released, uh, Magnavox sued Atari, uh, but Atari won that uh, war, uh, Atari won that uh, lawsuit, and that's why the Pong Wars happened. The Pong Wars have begun. The Pong Wars. <sighs> I, you know what? You know what? I want a Pong console. I want a Pong console just to just to own a piece of gaming history. I own a Magnavox Odyssey two. I want to own a Magnavox Odyssey one, uh, but that is going to be highly expensive for one. For two, it's going to be very hard to find, uh, and 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 it, it, it's like literally a. Like the first piece of gaming history when it comes to console gaming, like the first piece, like it's the first stag. Right, good luck with that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, you know, and for your next amazing trick, you will find an original copy of Space War. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and bring it to your house. You know what? Computer and play space... it on your Wii. You know what? Computer space. <laughs> Are you just gonna keep bragging on me about that? I'm sorry, man. I I I, I am a knocker. I knock. <laughs> I I am I am perfectly open to being knocked as well. Please feel free. Alright, anyways, knock him. Uh, knock him. I, I am the I, one who knocks. <laughs> I, I wanna say I wanna say um uh uh Computer Space, the first uh arcade game. Is actually on Fun Spot, uh, on the Fun Spot in uh, New Hampshire, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Laconia, New Hampshire. Yeah. Huh. Well, uh, I can go there because I live the first, in New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah, the first arcade game ever, Computer Space, which is based off of Space War, the concept of Space War. Uh, it's it's in it's in Fun Spot in Laconia. So uh, if you go there and nice. you'll you'll find that you'll find that along with uh, Death Race. Which is one of the most controversial arcade games in history because you run over people, <laughs> um, even though it's a vector game. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that one. There's uh, Pong is there. Pong is there. Uh, uh, you you get you. Uh, you know what? Uh, it's literally the largest arcade in in history uh, over 400 games, and nice. it's 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 also uh, uh, it's. It also houses the American Classic Arcade Museum, or ACAM, and uh, it's it's gotten the Guinness. It's in the Guinness Book of World Records. So, yeah. Very nice. Yep, it's I I enjoy it. I uh, have I another will, reason to move to New Hampshire <laughs> or somewhere in New England. 
But I already live there, so I may drive there. So then. Uh, yeah. I knew it was around there because everyone's always setting world records there for stuff like Donkey Kong and Galaxian and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. If if there's actually a documentary out uh, uh, years ago, yes, yeah, that's a good and, movie. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, a lot of people love it. Uh, even I, I'm like one. I'm I'm one of those people uh, that love that documentary. The documentary actually explains uh, the do- the uh, world record uh, Donkey Kong, <clears throat> and it took place in the fun spot in Laconia, New Hampshire. Uh, which actually has a bowling alley. Did anyone know that that fun spot has a bowling alley? I barely I knew not. it existed, so I didn't know it had a bowling alley. Uh, and I'm like, I'm just like, I saw, I saw. Well, someone, uh, John's Arcade, uh, uh, actually does uh, tours of Fun Spot every year when when they host a tournament. <clears throat> oh, nice. Uh, when when they host their yearly tournament. Uh, they, they, uh, John, John, John does a tour of it. And, uh, I saw that there was a bowling alley there and I'm like, what bowling alley? What? Get, get, get my gear. I'm going bowling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm also going to spend much quarters on arcade games. <laughs> uh, uh, have either of you ever considered owning an arcade machine? Yes. I'm actually considering owning, uh, a pack Galaga uh, class of eighty seven uh, combo cabinet uh, uh, in the future uh, for when I get a house because uh, I'm currently living with my dad right now. So yeah. And I'm guessing Elijah, <laughs> your answer is no. <laughs> um, I wouldn't mind having an original Star Wars trilogy one just because it's my first ever arcade game where it was like I nearly beat the entire thing on a single quarter. So I really. Seriously, it was right before um, – you remember Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland? Yeah, my family was waiting, and my dad was like, okay, you know what? Let's go play in the arcade. And I I'd tried playing this game before and done horribly, and I'd finally started getting decent at gaming. I was like 13 at the time, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to beat this, and my gosh, it killed me. I hit Endor, and then the movie started, so we had to leave. And then oh. I'm sitting there as the promos go, and I'm like – you know, I could have just used these five minutes to finish the game. <laughs> <laughs> I later did get to finish it when uh, we were down at Disney. They Disney their arcade place actually has it. Oh, oh um, um, I, I know, I know what you're talking about. Disney um, Quest. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And we did a bunch of different ones there, but immediately the second I saw it, I was like, "Yes, I am beating you. I am going to see the end of Endor." <laughs> hey, they had a Soul Calibur machine there, so I was happy. They have a yeah. Soul Calibur machine there now? That was not there when I was there. Uh, last time I went was like four or five years ago, and they had a Soul there's... Calibur three arcade edition machine. Which oh my is gosh! Very weird. There's uh, there's an arcade uh, that uh, that um, I just recently discovered. It's in Illinois. It's located in Illinois, uh, in Brooksdale, if I'm not mistaken. It's called Galloping Ghost, and it's literally um, like. Like what they do is they don't restore uh, the arcade games, but they put them in uh, stock cabinets. Huh. They they put these PCBs and and motherboards in the stock cabinets uh, so that it would just they they just put games on on on, on stock cabinets and uh, so 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 that they would have it on the floor so that they would have them on the floor. Uh, they so really- basically they made the physical version <laughs> of a Mame emulator. Not particularly because they have the actual physical uh, PCB board. Uh, they actually have okay. the physical arcade board. Uh, they don't have the largest pin uh, hall. Uh, I would say Fun Spot is the candidate for that. Um, uh, uh, it uh, it only has around ten pins, uh, whereas Fun Spot has like around thirty pins. Okay. Uh but uh, uh, with with uh, Galloping Ghost Arcade, uh, it's it's fifteen dollars to get in. A general admission, fifteen dollars. Uh, the games are on free play, uh, but the games that are not on free play, there's a coin up button that uh, that allows the allows the coin door to uh, coin up. And, oh, nice. Yeah, nice. and <clears throat> and with uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, it's it. Uh, some people say it's worth fifteen dollars going. Uh, some people say it's okay. Uh, John, who's a hardcore uh, 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 arcade restorer, 
says that it's that, that they that they reproduce uh, so much it's not even funny. And I'm like, why are you whining about reproductions? I mean, like, why are you whining about it? Like, I, I because like, people whine about everything. <laughs> yeah, well, it's the internet, right? Well, this guy has been collecting arcade machines ever since. Uh, I think it was uh, 2007. He said so. And, and he's been restoring a lot of arcade games back to its originality. Like, well, then he can open his own place. Everybody can play his, and everybody is fully restored. Well, the thing is, he he does have his own arcade. Oh, it, nice. It, it's in his basement in his house. <laughs> I believe it's in Tennessee. Uh, so are people allowed to visit it, or is it? Yeah, private? yeah. People oh. visit people visit his house uh, on on tournament days. He goes. He he hosts he hosts an end of the year party. Uh, every and every nice. end of the year, and uh, he 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 invites people around, and they and they all play his arcade, and they all play in his arcade. Uh, like uh, they, he has an NES versus Red Tent. Oh wow! Yeah, goodness, a versus Red Tent, and I'm like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? And 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 with and uh, and with the Red Tent, you put in two PCBs of the same game. Like if we're doing Castlevania versus you put those two PCBs of that same game and you put them in those two slots and, um, yeah. Uh, and, and you play against each other. That's uh, like a race to the finish pretty much. Oh, that's some expensive stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, he spends like over thousands of dollars restoring arcade games and buying arcade games and, and just putting them into his basement. He has a uh, breakout. Uh, he has breakout, which I believe is his oldest uh, arcade game. Um, uh, but but well, his, his, the the oldest when it comes to history. But uh, the oldest when it comes to him personally owning an arcade game is his Donkey Kong. That was his first arcade machine that he bought. <clears throat> the one where the one that would actually end up having the sequel of Mario being evil. Yeah, I don't understand that. That one kind of made me like, what? <laughs> well, it, it was before Mario had become the big thing. Do you know the actual story behind how Mario actually got created? Um, Landlord of Miyamoto? Something uh, like not that. just that. It's not just that. The reason why Miyamoto even had to take his landlord as an inspiration, um, it was supposed to be a licensed game. Seriously, one of the most popular games of all time, it was almost Popeye the Sailor Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember that game. But they were planning on making Popeye be that. That's just it. Nintendo wanted the license, but apparently whatever parent company owned it at the time pulled out on them. So they are like, okay, um, so what are we going to make the game about? We'll just take random things and stick them together. <laughs> Well, that was all you really needed in a video game. So, how about a monkey? How about how about a big towering monkey with barrels and and have this and have this guy save this girl and before this do- before this big monkey climbs up and rapes her. Wait, what? <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Taking a little too far there. <laughs> no, that a lot of people assume that Donkey Kong rapes Paul. Uh, uh, um, what was her name, Pauline? Not to know about people who spend that much time thinking about the original. This sounds like fan fiction. This I don't need to. hear <laughs> This is getting dangerously close to Electro and Amazing Spider-Man Two. Yeah, I, I um, I, 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 I I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh. I don't know. After the rape, I I don't. Yeah, think I'm we can move on. I don't think I can move on from that. <laughs> We may need to reboot. It's the only way to be sure. Well, we have been on for over an hour. Yeah. Well, actually, an hour in the general call, not in the podcast, however. Ah, all right. Well, this has been the most unfocused podcast I think I've ever <laughs> done. Yeah. <laughs> it's just nothing but random talking. Yeah, uh, random talking. Well, 47 minutes, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I seem to have an hour and four minutes, so. Mm. Weird. Oh, huh. I think I, I started recording before anybody said anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, so that means you got the madness from earlier. Yeah, we did. I got it all. <laughs> <laughs> I got uh, it all. That goes, that, you know what? The madness goes into the blooper section. <laughs> yeah. yeah you, you just got a full blooper reel for free. <laughs> 
All right, so let me shamelessly self-promote both of you, which you may have already done, but I'm not sure if you did. Mm-hmm. So, Elijah, where can we find you? Um, on the internet at rstreetingames.com. Also at Paradigm Fallen on Twitter, where I am most likely bickering about Uncharted? whatever news is. No, I promise I'm trying to talk about this. I, I, I mean it. There, back when I was blogging on Game Informer, people mm. actually were requesting that I stop talking about it. <laughs> As Nathan Drake lovingly caresses your face, he <laughs> looks deeply into your eyes and says, like, "Why do you hate me so much?" Because you're completely derivative. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, Cody, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on YouTube, CJLD1130. You can find me on Steam, Codeman951Z, with a Z, yes. Uh, you can find me on my blogging website, truthsinallgaming.webs.com. You can find me on Skype, CJLD1130. And you can also find me on Facebook, at Cody Kolbinski. All right. Well, this has been the Theology Gaming Podcast. If you like what you heard, give us a five-star rating because, man, I don't know what else deserves a five-star rating but rambling of three random people. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And if you don't plan on giving us a five-star rating, then, well. You get no cookies. We had plenty of cookies, but. You get none. You don't have any. You don't get to have any of our cookies. Sad panda. If you'd like to actually talk to any of us, we are all on the Theology Gaming University Facebook group where we talk about many, many things. Yep. Sometimes theology. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. It happens at random. Yeah, I don't know what it is with this podcast. Sometimes we're in theology and some, sometimes we're just rambling on about whatever. Just like this podcast. <laughs> just like this podcast. Well, <laughs> this is Zach signing off. See you guys later. All right. See ya. Later.